You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Good evening, everybody. My name is Christina Alexanderson, and you're listening to the toyphotographers.com's podcast, official podcast about toy photography. And my name is Christina. I think I said that. And on the other side of the Atlantic, I have my dear friend Shelley Corbett to talk about the theme of kindness and doing photography on that theme. Hi, Shelley. How are you? I'm good, Christina. How are you today? I'm hot in my closet, <laughs> sitting here with all the clothes around me. Really, really hot. It's uh, August and really kind of really hot summer. The last hot summer day, they say, at least for a while in Sweden or in Stockholm. So I'm waiting for for the thunder and the rain to come. <laughs> you're sacrificing yourself in the closet, stuffy in the hot, just for this. You're so kind. For the, for the sound. <laughs> Only for the sound. <laughs> so how has your month been? How my month? Ew, it, um, uh, good and bad, I would say. Uh, I think I have last week I've done really some really fun photography and uh, for most of the month I haven't done anything but but um but I felt the other night I really felt oh I love the sunsets and I love how the golden hour really displays toys in in photography and I felt so blessed (laughs) how about you it's it it sounds wonderful the, the light is really inspiring isn't it when it comes to photography yeah you see it and you go oh. yeah it is yeah but i usually don't go out i usually just pretend i don't see it and i think i don't have anything to do and i'm not up to th- thinking through and looking through my toy boxes and find the toy that i really want to portray in this light but i had this um I had this work that I had to do and one of my colleagues said, I want you to do it with a toy, with your light, so go out and do it. And I and I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a challenge. How about you? Yeah, how about your month? How has it been for you? It's been really busy juggling many balls in the air and I have more photos than I have time to edit them so I'm struggling there I've got a whole weekend of photography ahead of me and house cleaning yay exciting yay Uh, are you working on something special or is it just uh, all the creativity that you have bundled up during the corona home sitting well it's uh i sierra and i my daughter went off for a weekend last weekend took my toys and a lot of photos there which i need to edit so i had some fun at the beach and then i want to go hiking and i've got because i've got a bunch of ideas that didn't get done so i want to go and up in the mountains and finish that and then i am Guy Himber, Crazy Bricks has been sending me some prototypes of some new projects, so I've got those on the horizon. Uh, and then I got that all those six image narratives that just the photos are taken. I just need to edit them, and so that's coming together. So oh, that's good. Hmm. Yeah, so much, so much to do. So that little time. Like you, you have yeah, but it sounds like you have a lot of work to you have done a lot of uh, creativity getting around it. I always think, what do you actually get the ideas from? I have no ideas. <laughs> really? Well, plain. Um, I don't know. I've been on a really good streak right now. I've actually even got a notebook and writing things down and sketching them out which is really frightening because that's I'm really that's really frightening that I've actually gone that far normally I just keep a little list um so yeah lots of I've been what helps me is reading 
reading photo books and I have a quite the stack next to my bed at night. So that, that really helps. That keeps the creativity flowing. So that's fun. Mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we can talk about that How another about day. the theme of kindness? Have you done uh, several images on the theme of kindness as well? I, I did one image and I will admit it was pretty much the only one actually that's not true I did post another one earlier in the month that just happened to to that I had taken um in my shop and it just turned out that it was a it was a good for the theme of kindness so there was the robots helping each other across the mound of nuts and bolts wasn't that part of your six image narrative from your work I th it was yeah I thought I saw it in that um uh, context on the blog actually yeah so you can go look go back and look at the blog at Shelley's uh, first six image narrative about bringing her toys to work <laughs> crazy and, uh, and so yeah I've been thinking about kindness all I've been thinking about it more thinking than doing but I I thought it was a really hard topic because for me kindness is all about small gestures and the little things in life the small kindnesses doing uh, small acts of generosity but again always small they're not they're not grand gestures they're not large so how do you implement how do you how do you depict that in a photo that that those that small moment in time I found that very very hard how about you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought about it a lot, and I had, I think I actually sketched down, I think six ideas. But doing when I started doing my work, because I had this idea that I would do a series of images around kindness in the same kind of setting. But starting doing the images, I just felt it was so difficult to get it to work. And I kind of lost my my spirit and just put it on, on hold on a shelf and thinking another day, a rainy day, I'll pick it up and do it. So it ended up with me doing one idea. But you have one in the and back I pocket. And I did it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have, maybe I don't, because you, I don't, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that I really felt that, um, I thought, I thought about kindness and thinking about it a lot in the same context as you, it's the small things, but it's also something that, um, is something that I cherish, that I kind of keep for myself. It's kind of private and I don't actually need to share it because it makes me feel good. It's a gift for me. If you know what, if you do understand what I mean. I do. I do. That To me, that, that also crosses the line into uh, true philanthropy, which is if you really are giving of yourself altruistically, you don't need a lot of attention back so a kindness is gift a gift freely given that doesn't need a, a lot of recognition yeah and and if you're giving that to um, yourself yeah i don't i don't think i need it to, i don't i i i think kindness is really important but i didn't need i didn't have the need to portray it <laughs> But Christina, that was the assignment. <laughs> but I did. I did the assignment. And I actually think that I portrayed kindness in in my image. Maybe we should start with that one. And uh, my thought around it. You want me to talk about the image? Yes. Um, if you look at the image, you will see that it is... Uh, rather greyish, bluish image, largely 
with uh, a large negative space, most of the upper part of the image is of nothing, just a white wall. And in the lower part of the corner in the right-hand side, there is a couple of hands. And in one of the hands, or actually my hands, but, but in one hand there is a toy standing in the palm of the hand. You can't really see that, but I can tell everybody that because I have done the image. And the toy is resting on the palm of the hand and the other hand is taking his hand and holding his hand in an act of kindness. Because thinking of kindness, those are the small parts or the small gestures, like holding someone's hand when they are frightened or scared or feel alone, giving someone a hug and being there present, even though they don't, you don't, you just give, you don't receive anything. So my image is about the moment when you just give your present, you give something to someone because they need it and you see that and that is kindness. It's it's a beautiful image and I was really struck by it when you sent it to me. Very very humanistic in in your approach to the kindness which I think that was the part that was hardest for me was presenting this with toys because they're just static props and unless you know what someone is imbuing into that toy and what what they mean with that piece of plastic it's hard to get the idea across but what I'm struck by with this image when you're talking about it is not only the the holding the hand but it's also the lifting up that these very oversized hands for this small six inch figure guessing uh or is is that it's the scale difference that you feel like i can't actually say how large it is he is really small yeah he's very small (laughs) maybe yeah he's very small maybe he's four and a half i need yeah but he's but you but the hands are are there protecting lifting um up this the small uh even though it's a, a stormtrooper, is it? It would be in, in our world a very it would be uh, defenseless and uh, weak figure. So it you're it, there's a strength there of, of a giving, which is more and greater than just the 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 hand holding. So it's I think it's a really powerful image, and the the fact that you've left so much of the white space in the upper. In, in literally the whole upper left quadrant of the I mean of the frame and all of the energy is uh, focused in the bottom right half you you really you 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 have your eye has nowhere to go but to this um, connection between where the fingers and the figure are which is really nice yeah and for me Maybe it sounds like I'm really critical to the toy photography genre, but I'm not. But but I think many of the images I see is about trying to portray the toy as if it were in Toy Story, where the humans is off doing something else and the toy have have their own life. But for me, the connection between the hands or the human or the the child or the person who owns the toy also need to be portrayed sometimes so I wanted actually to portray the kindness that I may put upon this toy by playing with it by doing what Andy does to to Woody in Toy Story making him feel like he's really important yeah it's it's we as the humans that bring the toys to life they did not come to life on their own we imbue them with all of their traits whatever they are that's that comes from us 
that that power. And I think you're right about the how we use toys is that sometimes we do need to be present because we're not photographing insects or flowers or landscapes or food we're we've chosen toys for a reason and so much of that is wrapped up in our own childhood experiences and and I think that well I would love to see that acknowledged more yeah because I when I had my birthday during the summer I had this my father came with my old photo albums <laughs> and one image it isn't an image about kindness but but it still portrays some sort of kindness it's me maybe I'm seven eight years old sitting there with two toys in my hands and it's on Christmas Eve and I have opened the package and I'm I'm really admiring these toys and in one way, it's an image of the kindness of someone giving me the benefit or the ability to play with these toys. So so in one layer, there's an image of that. And I really had that in my mind when I wanted to actually try to portray this theme. So, so I had this idea of the child and the toy, even though it's only my hands in this image. Wow. I it really oh there's a lot of power in that. And it, it really makes me think about your other series with the uh adults with their stuffed animals and connecting that to a conversation I had with a woman who works with a was a therapist and with her clients a lot of them will bring their stuffed animals to their sessions and how important yeah. our connection is with our our childhood figures. And, and you see that in the community as well. So many people collect the toys of their childhood. I mean, we, I think we want that. We want that connection. And I, I, now I wanna see that image of you as a child. I just, you're gonna just send it to me. I wanna see that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it has nothing to do with this image. I know, but, it, but it's, you, I, but you as a child, I want to see Christina the kid. Uh, 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 but we are, anyway, we, so, so. back to toys. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I, many times I kind of lack the, the person or the, I don't like the photographer because I see the photographer in a lot of the images, but I like the the human behind it or the feelings we connect or put into these, the kindness that we, maybe we don't, but there is some sort of kindness in this. Anyway, that's my image and, and my interpretation of the theme kindness. I don't know where, where do we go from there because that was like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we would go to your image <laughs> and talk about that one. <laughs> um, um, if you, because um, when I got your image and opened it this morning, I thought this is so fun because we went for really white images or your is more more warm than mine in in the t color or the tones of colors in in your image even though maybe it isn't uh, yeah it is i would say it's more yellow in in the the light mine is more gray and, and bluish and lack of color even though you don't have that much colors in your image do you, would you like to describe your image for me, Shelley? Tell me, what do I see? So this is a horizontal image, almost a six by nine. Was it? Was it twelve by whatever? It's all. It's a very long image, and it's very white, and it does have a yellow cast to it, and. In the image, in the center of the, well, in 
the image is three. No, it's not ten milliseconds. I know. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I can't do this. Okay. We'll just, okay, it's a, it's consider like three panels. Be to the right. Figure on the left, <laughs> uh, 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 flowers in the middle, image on the right. So we've got image, subject, image, and you've got the figure on the left is a skeleton, and there's an arm reaching out. It's connecting to three pronged Lego flower with yellow flowers. And so the only color in the image is the three green stems and the three yellow flowers. And then another hand also gripping the flowers leads to the figure on the right, which is also a Lego skeleton. But what is interesting about this image to me is that there's nothing in focus. It's incredibly blurry and the figures on either the left or the right, you only see kind of outlines of them because they're very they fall off very dramatically and so you have these these images very blurry not a lot of detail coming into this flower which uh is only slightly in focus i did a really bad job but there you go it's very high key no you didn't know it's uh, really white it's uh, like I'm in a snowstorm and in that mist or in a mist and in that mist is there two skeletons that I barely can see and a bright yellow flower, a bouquet of flowers with green stems. And they are connecting one to one another, smiling. You can see the faces, really. They are a bright contrast with the faces, with the black eyes and the smiling um, mouths, or when they're smiling. And and the, the flowers in the middle also is a bright spot. But actually, the eyes p- connect to the eyes in the figures that are kind of looking at one another or through the bouquet of flowers in that, that they are holding both of them. You can't really say who is kind to who. They seem to be kind to one another, giving the flowers back and forth. Really, maybe you can't say who's the giver and who's the receiver. And you can see that, or you can feel that this is some sort of joy or a, the feeling is is really calm and nice and really beautiful and there is a bit of emotion or not emotion but motion in the image i would it feels like they are kind of walking to one another or walking to from one another moving towards one another or from one another you can't really say that either oh Good. I'm glad the motion came through because for me, the whole point was the gesture, the actual physical moment in time of the gesture of the kindness. So that's what I was going for. Yeah. And and I love the fact that you can't say who is giving and who's receiving they can both be the receiver and the giver. They are kind to one another and they are mirroring one another. And I like that. I struggled with that so much because I was like, should one of the hands be off a little bit? Should they be not so symmetrically attached? But I, they ended up being that because otherwise the whole scene would have fallen apart. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, I get that. But, but, but uh, I think that's part of the beauty in the image. You can't really say because kindness kindness is some sort of mirroring feeling. You get it, you receive it. You When you are kind, you also get a re- reward by being kind because you make someone happy. I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. I want I, So to get that uh, I wanted to super focus on the hands and the flowers. That was always the idea in my head. And I, so I, I was thinking about putting um, close-up filters on the end of my 100 millimeter lens, but I ended up just going with 
a, a lens baby lens through a lens ball, <laughs> hmm? <laughs> which was the most ludicrous thing ever. So it's like nothing. It's like weird lens on top of weird lens. So that's that's why it, there's nothing in focus because of the insanity of the of the setup. And I, yeah, I thought I thought about our last conversation when we talked about choices, and you had this idea of doing this snapshot, snap snapshot. And did you have that in mind this time as well? Not a snapshot, but I did want the the motion and the again to just have the Im- the focus of the viewer be right in the center on that moment of the exchange and how I was going to get that I wasn't sure but I so I was trying to figure out how to get as close as I could to that 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 center point that's how I ended up there yeah and then I also had to change the flowers out to yellow because I'm really cognizant of the language of flowers so I wanted so the yellow is on purpose as well so choices yeah um, I think I thought about it when I opened the image I would have I've thought about the composition and how did you think about the composition when you did this image symmetry it was it was all about the symmetry I didn't know how the the skeletons were going to work and I chose the skeletons because I wanted something neutral I wanted neutral figures and I figured skeletons were about as neutral as we could get and that was kind of like from the Chris image from that we had talked about a couple episodes ago um so that's that's where the skeletons came from it's like it's like when when you start diving into this and start being super um make these cognitive really specific choices you realize how much you are influenced by other people like super high key image huh i wonder where that comes from christina i don't know who i know that takes a lot of high key images so uh there's a lot i don't know who the hell are you talking about i don't know (laughs) so i see i see the influences of people i admire like um you and Janin and Chris and there's just like a whole bunch of other people and I see that I see that bubble up in my images when I'm this um and make these really cognizant you know choices specific choices in an image which is really um it's interesting I being aware of that uh so that's where the skeletons were the the fall off was just a a wonderful uh effect from the lens ball which I really enjoyed but it's interesting that you liked the smiling faces because I did try this with the um, Guy Himbert Crazy Bricks has these skeleton heads which I normally use that are more yeah more I mean, rough more realistic rough. and and it was a yeah. great image loved it but man did it go evil fast it was like oh that's it really changed the the view so i i went back to the to the the these happy lego skeleton faces because they are for skeletons they are really joyous so there you go did that answer your question yeah but mm, i'm still wondering why you didn't use more negative space why did you cut it so sharply on the right hand side i think that there was other ones where there was more on the right, but in this particular one, the figure on the left ended up leaning in a little bit more, just yeah. just yeah. just slightly like moving into the flowers. The other ones weren't like that, and I liked that. I liked that inward motion. The other ones had more, might have been more centered, but for me, that that sense of leaning in was par- was took precedent over more space on the right because there's actually okay i reframe uh, I, i'll i'll reframe my image and ask the other question then why did you leave so much space behind the figure on the left hand oh, i could have left even more because i actually ca- cropped it i cropped a couple inches off um 
Why didn't you crop it even more, t- more tightly like the other hand? I tried it. It was. I don't. I don't. I, it's claustrophobic. I, I don't say that you should. Yeah. It. W- it is. Uh, when I did it's that, it was like it was claustrophobic, and I didn't like it. I just I did that. I did a mm. really tight crop where it was even, and both the skeletons had the even amount of fall off on either right hand side, and I my my instincts went ugh. Hmm. I get that. I see that as well. I've tried cropping it, and I realized it's really hard. It's, it becomes more. They get more connected, but it also gets more hard to escape from so so the room behind the figure gives me room to escape uh, I would love to have even more negative space around it I would love to see them kind of swimming in a pool of white around them well have you tried that as well n- no and and uh and that is because the the lens on the lens doesn't allow you to do that you really have a super small uh room to move in otherwise you end up with the the edge of the lens ball coming into the image and weird things start to happen which in some cases work out but you also the figures disappear or it's a lesson in compromise i guess have you ever played with one they're super fun but because you got to be willing to just let things be the way they are no i haven't tried anything like it so so this is a technique i have never played with have you ever seen one no i haven't either so So you have to put it on the blog so i can look at it (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll put it I'll, i'll i think the setup is still there so i'll take a little behind the scenes so basically it's a like a four inch across optically clear glass ball yeah. And you're literally photographing through it. So the the lens baby lens is literally right against that ball. And then you're shooting through mm-hmm. it. So I was hoping to get more of a curvature to the figures, but that didn't work. <laughs> so it's just... I, li- I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really beautiful. I love the white. I love the way they connect to one another. I love looking at this glimpse of a moment that you capture by them connecting to the flowers, both of them in the same second. And that is the second you click the shutter. I, I love the the soft focus. I think it's really nice. I don't think, I think focus is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Well, I'm glad that you could appreciate that because I, I knew that, well, knowing you as well as I do, which isn't very well, but well enough that I knew that, A, you weren't going to be bothered by the lack of focus, but I was also concerned that, oh my God, the flowers are yellow. She hates yellow. Yeah, but I like, I think you have, I think you have just the right white balance in the image that it gets soft and really warm. It doesn't get that Lego, Lego bright yellow kind of if you had had yellow heads, I would have hated it. I can say that. <laughs> but uh, but one thing that I really wanted, I wanted one of the figures to be Orpheus and the other to be Evredika. So I would have loved to have an actual figure and a skeleton and you portraying the moment where he actually looks back at his love and she departs back to the the death, uh, the Hades. I would love to have kind of a glimpse of the myth because there is there is a part of you playing with the myth even though you're not probably not but i would love to have have seen that interesting yeah i the symmetry is just so much about the symmetry it would be interesting if yeah one played with that and one of the figures wasn't a skeleton what that would do yeah and i think the figure that were into a skeleton also need to be this really soft in focus soft in tones really blend into the background and one thing that i really love uh, with a 
the composition you have is the fact that in the lower part of behind the skeleton there is kind of a motion or almost like his hand or arm is moving behind the figure and I really think that brings something to the image that it isn't all white there is something happening there and I don't know what it is but I feel that with my own idea that it could be his hand that he's kind of moving backwards or coming towards the other figure that's the beauty of images that are so abstract is it really again allows the viewer to bring their own experience their own imagination their own desires into the image and become a part of it and and be that 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 third side of the triangle between the photo and the photographer and the viewer and 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 complete the circle which is you know how I feel about that I always feel it needs to be photos need to have an, an opening whatever that may be so that the viewer can bring themselves into it and complete it and every experience oh, is different totally. yeah I think that's really important. Otherwise, it isn't just can. If the image tells me everything, then I am not really needed to look at it. God, that's so true. Why, if it's complete, why are we there? And also, yeah. thinking, Sonny has said this because he, it was from a teacher that somebody he. He's, he's often quoted this as just, show me something I haven't already seen. Show me something new. Show me something different. And I was reading that in a book the other day, or maybe it was a podcast. I don't know. It all blurs together after a while. Um, and I heard that same thing. It was like, if you're, if you're going to be an artist, show me something new. And I guess maybe that's why I did the, the weird lens setup is because what is this what are toys like when you really when you push them to the edge where you where they're so uh where you almost don't recognize what they are where they become just a, a an outline a shadow of of what they what we think they are do they still hold up can you still t send a message or tell a story and i think that was why we did this all blown out like that did i show you something new christina Mm, I don't know if you show me anything new, but you did it in a way that I haven't seen in this context before. Good enough for me. Because I've seen blurry, I have seen blurry images before, <laughs> <laughs> and I have seen images of figures connecting to one another before as well. So, so in the context of toy photography, I would say I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen anything like this. No, that's why I love these challenges because they really do f force you to think and slow down and make work that, well, hopefully, I don't know. It's more, it's certainly more satisfying to me to take an, to make an image in this fashion. I know it's hard and kindness was, was a, a stumper <laughs> for sure, mm -hmm. but uh, I think the effort is worth it. I think the hard thing with the theme is that it is, it's difficult to portray because it's so subtle <laughs> when you are kind. And it's so de definitive as well. So you can't be kind and not mean it. You have to actually bring your heart into the kindness. And that's hard to, to portray. The, yes. You nailed that it. it is hard because you have to put a piece of yourself into the photo to make it real. Yeah, and talking about that, we realize that the community seems to be on vacation or thinking or having problems or struggling with the theme as you and I had, had difficulties to struggle because we didn't have that many submissions or maybe people just thought it was more interesting to look at think what other people I don't know I'm, I'm not guessing you you may guess do you have any suggestions on why we didn't get that many submissions this time the 
political U.S. dumpster fire. Um, that's always that's a good a bit of distraction. I heard from several people who said they really wanted to do it, but they were just struggling finding the time and the energy. Uh, August is always kind of a tough month in general on the internet. I, f- I always see there's a drop off in the summer with people because they're they're off outside doing stuff. And with the pandemic, I think that's even more more noticeable than in the past. So I, I think there's just a lot of a lot of issues that people are going. Hopefully, it's not because they don't enjoy it because that would be sad. Yeah, that would be sad. Anyway, we picked two submissions that we wanted to say something about anyway. And the first one is of Tomek Skog, I would say in Swedish. <laughs> uh, you know his, you, yeah, I know that you know his actual name. For me, he's Tomek Skog in, in, on Instagram. And Tomek is, who is Tomek? Uh, Tomek is a longtime friend, and he is our MeWe admin. I'm kind of ringleader, him and Matthew, on over at MeWe, and he's also the Lego ambassador for the Toy Photographer uh, blog. So since we're recognized Lego fan media site, he is our connection to Lego. And he's we watched him grow up as a photographer, and he's a dad. Hey. <laughs> He's an amazing photographer and he usually brings something to every month theme. And this month you found the image on MeWe, I think, that is totally super green, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a landscape orientated image that's green in its tone altogether. I would say it's all greenish. And uh, it's um, two figures uh, in kind of some sort of a kind of messy background. There's a lot of stuff going uh, ra- going on in the background. I can see some sort of what I'd read as a camera. I see some lights. I see some stuff. It looks like a, a workshop or a, a maybe a laboratorium, maybe. And in the middle, there are two figures. They are Lego, Lego figures, I would say. And on the right-hand side is a figure walking towards the viewer, not looking at the viewer, looking at the other figures, figure that I can see the back behind on. And he seems to be connecting to the figure that's walking towards him, uh, holding a, a tray in the middle on the upper hand side of the image is a tray with a glass and some sort of potion. Thinking about this image <laughs> made me think about the the latest big story in Europe of this uh, Russian dissident that um, is really opposing Putin that got poisoned on the plane towards <laughs> Siberia and now is in Germany in a coma. That <laughs> that isn't. I don't think that is the sort of kindness that I'm supposed to to connect to the image. Uh, but the figure that I'm seeing is green, as the whole image. But he's green in the face and uh, in on the hand, and uh, he seems to be having this head that is put up, or maybe it's a wig put on his head and with um, some sort of plasters or whatever you call it in English. Uh, I would say, I would read it as Frankenstein, the monster of Frankenstein. And he seems to be kind toward the scientist, Frank, Dr. Frankenstein, that I would read as the other figure standing closer to me, eh, off focus, but in the foreground of the image. And he seems to be kind towards him giving him some sort of drink or maybe a potion or maybe (laughs) something that will make him a better science i don't know but but looking at the image i see this kindness of someone giving someone else something that they need do you read anything else in the into the image shelley 
No, I think you definitely did describe the the sort of uh, laboratory, the green, which is a color, which is that's interesting that you bring it up with with the with the poisoning politically poisoned incident because with the green cast that this image has with the lighting and the 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 elements used in the background um green is not a positive color tends to be fairly negative evil uh death and and to have that to be the primary uh color overshadowed by political activities in the world that really does put a spin on this that might not be what Tomek was up to. (laughs) But that's the fun part about images and and reading them and talking about and trying to describe them and putting them in the context where we are. They kind of bring the, another life to them and they become even bigger than they were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a superpower we have, but we don't know it and one must wield it carefully. Yeah, and, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's really a superpower and you have to think it through because what you put into an image one day could be read in a totally different way another day in a different context, in another political uh, arena. And so it's really, you can't actually know how people will uh, accept or take your work to heart. Oh, that makes me think of that, of that um, war toys and the photographer behind that whole idea, which was he goes to countries that are war torn and he has talks to, uh, he's, He's done these amazing photos with um, images of toys and depicting war through children's toys. And he has this image, uh, and it was used by the Taliban in a way that promoted war when the original image was against war. So you have to be really careful that, like, wow, you can really twist an image. Uh, And they were thinking about, about this image Tomek's the way the lighting is that the the most brightly lit item in this image is the potion bottle and it's not is it isn't isn't the feet more bright lighted oh than the potion (laughs) okay maybe maybe I'll give you that but to me my eye goes from the feet first okay and then it moves up to the potion bottle he didn't like choose a wine bottle or a water bottle he chose the green potion bottle was and so it's like okay so you're really left with what is in that is that good is it is it is it a positive libation or is it something that you know I don't know. Is he poisoning his master? I mean, they do have kind of like a a, a love-hate relationship, don't they? Yeah. And and bringing Dr. Frankenstein is bringing the the monster to life. And and now what is the monster's purpose here? Is he bringing the doctor to his side? And that could be kindness, trying to get the doctor to realize or or get a recognition of how it is to become uh, be a monster or be becoming a human being, even though you're not a human being. I thought about this image and, and I wanted to have your say on on the composition. How does it re- work? How do you think? Because Tomic's composition is really close, close to the figures. He doesn't give us much space to to kind of hide the, or or get away from the scene. Or do you think you have the opportunity to to fly or let the eyes just wander off and pretend that it isn't? No, I think that I think you're right about the the close the close crop is that you are forced into the scene. There's you your eyes not wandering around. You're really focused on that tray and what's on it. After you see the legs that are 
lit from below uh you it you you're forced into that and and that's why i think all these issues are coming up is that you're not wandering around and seeing other positive elements around them or different elements which would put a different spin on the story that it's being told where we have a figure walking towards another figure but we don't know why or what's going on or what the backstory is left to your imagination you can fill it in yeah you have to you have to actually take part in the image and that makes it powerful it's really a powerful story going on here but what about the tilt how does that make you feel he has tilted the image a bit I I think it works, but I think it's a it's a trick. I think it's uh it's one of those things that you do when it's just maybe the I don't know. Why why do people use a Dutch angle? Is it to add more motion? Is it to add a a feeling of movement? Is it to keep the viewer off kilter because there's not a straight horizon line? What what what's your thought there? I <laughs> uh, 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 to be honest <laughs> yes I expect I nothing get, less I don't get it I, I don't get it I, I, I get it it works in this in this image it really works with the tilt but many times when I look at people's images and they have tilted the horizon a bit it's kind of a fashion people seem to like to do that on instagram and i think it's kind of sloppy <laughs> because if you don't have a purpose with it here it is some sort of purpose because it makes it weird i am in a weird situation in this laboratorium with these two figures kind of connecting to one another maybe it's kindness maybe it's something lurky maybe it's going to poison him i don't know and um, that makes it work in this image but in many images I see people tilt the horizon. I'm really thinking, did you do that on purpose or did you just not straighten the image in the background when you did the post-production because you, you thought it looked a bit cool? <laughs> I, I, it, it's definitely one of those, tool, those tricks in your toolbox that is super easy to overuse that it, it, it's like... Well, there's lots of tools that we have that you can overuse them and you lose the what the soul of the image. And I think that Tomek gets away with it on this one. I think that I'll give him a pass, but I would have probably have. I would say to even even works for him in this scenery because the, the image is so weird. You can't really say. And then the tilt just adds to the weirdness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but we all have those little tricks that we use and you just have to be really careful when you use them and why you use them. And, and if he was here, I'm sure he would tell us what, what he was thinking behind it and what the choice was and it would make perfect sense. But, and, but yeah. without that, we're just relying on a, just one more weird um, choice that adds to the weirdness of the image when the sum of those makes a... Um, uh, a stronger whole, which is really what you're up to anyway, right? The yeah. goal? Yeah. The goal is to to make the viewer to participate in the, the, the making of the story and the image. Well, he did that. Yeah, totally. And... Thank you, Tomek. Thank you so much for participating. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and thank you for all the other participating. I, I really love looking through your work. I look. I think I'm honoured to sit here with Shelley and pick and choose. <laughs> it like it's like taking the best cookies from the and and kind of eating them. <laughs> Being, and I'd love to have more time, but Shelley has said that she doesn't want me to go over one hour. So I'm trying to hold tight to that. <laughs> <laughs> so the last image, uh, it's one of Doug's images. Will you please give me the benefit of the, the doubt and tell us what is the, the image of? It's a, it's a square 
and it's high key and in the lower bottom like 10th there's a little uh hill of a rock and on that hill are two figures very small i have no idea what they are very indistinct but they are small figures appear to be holding hands or touching hands and they are both have bubbles over their heads so um it, we they appear to be from another land uh, maybe aliens and it's a very uh white image very high key so the background is white and there is a gray dark shape behind these two figures that are because this rock is a not a flat plane they're a, a little bit askew one is moving off to the is leaning to the left the other one's leaning to the right and then behind them is this gray amorphous shape that we don't know what it is that appears to be framing them so you have um figure uh backlit and then they're framed by this gray blob and then behind that is this white atmosphere or whatever the background is so it's it's a fairly layered image the two figures in the bottom left quadrant that and like i say they're they're very backlit and their little bubbles are very white and very set off by this gray in the background that's probably not a very good and and very little color. It's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> and in a really, really little color, especially in the background. Um, whatever the background is seems to be without color. It's kind of grayish, brownish. So I... And kindness is in the small gestures here, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's the, the definitely it's uh, the gesture and, and it's clearly the gesture is where the kindness is what... I liked about this image and because we were talking about choices and composition and how we choose to present our toys. What struck me about this image was the bubbles being very white and against the, the background uh, shape. It, it, I felt like, I felt like a frame within a frame, which I really, I liked that about it. And that, that to me was the most interesting, well, the many interesting things for me in this image, but the, the framing within the framing, which is not always easy to do, but it really draws the attention of the viewer down into that lower left-hand corner with those two figures. Christina? What I, yeah, what I like about this image is the contrast between the figures. They are kind of backlit, they are white with the bubbles around their head and the black black background. But I'm not think I'm um, I think maybe the framing in the framing could work, but I would have preferred a harder cut. I would love to have had them more cut into the frame. I don't think all the white on the right hand side is bringing anything to the image. I think you should have cropped some of that away from the image i think it would be a stronger image actually i'm doing that right now and i'm like yeah i can kind of see that because then what happens is when you do that is that you really see those white bubbles those white bubbles really yeah. pop in a really kind of interesting way because i always look at the images in black and white <laughs> 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 so, so for me, the pop is the main main dish in this image, and you could have cropped it a bit closer. It wouldn't hurt, especially on the right hand side. It's a lot of uh, it, it, it's. I'm I'm really into cropping images right now. I realize it's part of my where I am. I want to crop. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we talked about cropping my image, and we both re realized that if you cropped it, it didn't. It wouldn't work. And then, and, but in yeah. dogs, we're talking about cropping it and we realize, huh, yeah, that would work. That would make the image stronger. So it's like one of those things that you just have to kind of have to play with. And the more you do it, your you instincts to start to like yeah. kick in. Yeah, you have to try it. You have to try it. And 
you can and then you make choices maybe Doug had tried it and decided that he wanted this part more bright and off going but I think it's, I think the difficulty with having so much bright on the right hand side is that the eye goes towards it and we kind of leave the scene and becomes part of this nothing ah. it's, it's nothing happening there yeah yeah, no, I see that. I do, I do see that. You, you wander off. You wander away from the subject. And when we were talking about kindness, is the, it's in the small details. And um, mm-hmm. and then in the Frankenstein image, you don't. It's so closely cropped. You're just you're stuck with those images. So you are you are you are sitting in that gesture, whatever that gesture's intent is, and you're you're not allowed to to move away. Yeah. So I was reading the um, one of the books I was reading was talking about how to not be afraid to eliminate everything in your photo, everything in your photo except the most important thing. And I think that might be what you're yeah. getting to. I think that's important. Uh, I, I I do so many when I do portraits, I kind of try to eliminate everything that isn't important for whatever I want the portrait to portray. So there is a lot of white (laughs) or a lot of black. (laughs) But I think that's important as as photographers is we have to, that's what what we have to be thinking about is what what are we portraying? How, and, and you have to be even stronger with your message now because there are so many photos being, um, being created is you need your image to be it can't be messy you have to have a strong solid message because we don't we're not we're not allowed or we're not allowing ourselves to linger on an image yeah but but part of my mission doing this podcast with you or james is actually to get people to linger into their work or linger to into other people's work because I think part of learning what I'm trying to do with my photography is by viewing and actually looking at other people's work and that's part of why we take this amount of time talking about what we actually see in the images because when we look at them we start to think about how the image is made and what is in it and what's working and what's not working for us. I hope people are hearing this. I I know I find it incredibly valuable to do this and that is what we're doing is deconstructing the photos so that when people are creating their own photos they're also hopefully thinking about it so that maybe they have an idea of what their viewers are experiencing. Yeah, and I think that is the most difficult part of doing photography, actually trying to deconstruct what another person have done. Not just not looking at it and saying, oh, I see what that is, it's a toy. But why is it standing there? Why have the photographer chosen that image and not a million other photos that did the same day or the same in the same session and we make as we said last time as we had said all through this hour we all make choices and we do choices when we go out doing photography we make choices when we choose a subject we make choices when we make the angle when we make the composition when we post make take the image from the camera and look at it and on our phone or on our computer and we post process it we make choices all the time up till when we actually put it on the wall or on instagram or wherever you end up with your work and each one of those choices is a is tells a stronger and hopefully stronger and stronger tale at the end yeah uh, that's at least my my objective. You don't have to have that objective. We are going to wrap up by telling everybody that we are have settled on a new theme. And the theme for 
the next time you and I will meet up and do this is... It's low-key. It could be a technical aspect. It could be that you actually make a darker image and use the darkness to portray the subject of your story. Or it could be that you try to portray the low-key, the feeling of being low or have a low-key feeling. And then you don't have to make a low-key image to actually portray an image of being low. It'll be interesting to see how people take this one on, if it takes a technical challenge or an emotional challenge or somewhere in between. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, everyone, get their low-key mindsets on. I know this is... And then, which is really funny because both Christine and I did pretty high-key images. And uh, so it's like, okay, we're going to have to do a 180 now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and that's part of the fun, actually, trying to use as little light as possible to to actually spot (laughs) the light yeah i like i like loki i like Aiki as well so so i'm (laughs) i'm not deciding on what i like i i've never done a loki image so this is going to be a super big stretch for me and i think uh i look forward to the challenge yeah me too i look forward to see what you do And before we leave everybody, you're supposed to give us some hints on what we should do listening to the podcast. Well, hopefully everyone will rate us on uh, their favorite podcast app uh, that they they get their their podcast from and, and, and tell your friends. That's also really helpful to help spread the word and let people find us because... We would uh, we would appreciate that. Get just to hear from you and know that you're out there and that you're listening and that you're enjoying these conversations. I know that I'm enjoying them, Christina. So thank you so much for having me on here with you. And I hope the audience is finding some value in what we're up to. I enjoyed having them with you as well, and I hope everybody enjoys listening to them. And uh, I would love to send a a big love and thank you to Josh for making this possible to listen to. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. So we'll see everybody in October for a low-key image. And uh, so... You know October, so you can get your uh, your holiday on on that one as well. So feel free to show us what you can do. We'd love to see your submissions. Yeah, so we are giving you extra time to actually work around this theme of low key. So in October we will be recording, and we look forward to see whatever you do. That sounds good. Thank you, Charlie, for being being online. <laughs> Thank you for being with me on this chore on the podcast. Thank you, Christina. It's been fun as always. See you next time. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. This week's show is produced by Shelley Corbett and Christina Alexanderson. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kittleson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.